0: The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, up to $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code S-G-P at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code S-G-P. That's Manscaped, M-A-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use the promo code (laughs) S-G-P. Hey guys, you're listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and make sure you check out my website LockBetting. Betting.com where the futures are on fire. Check out the PL, which will be posted to the Lockbetting.com website at the end of the month to see how many NFL futures we landed, along with going 100 percent in the Champions League. One of the big futures we landed on in the NFL was the two-unit play on the Houston Texans to win their division which was bet immediately off the back of Andrew Luck announcing his um, retirement and um, we've landed ourselves a full four and a half units on that one as well as winning other NFL plays and of course as I said 100% on the Champions League and a month before we are 100% on the entire Rugby World Cup not just the Futures the entire World Cup so it's not just soccer and NFL we do we are dominating across the board on the US sports including the NBA, had a successful MLB season. Obviously, you know what we're doing here on boxing and UFC. If you listen to the fight show and WWE as well with a ridiculous winning record in that sport, you want to call it a sport. So you'll be a fool to miss out. Get ready and get on to lockbetting.com and start winning money. Stop gambling in sports and start investing in sports in 2020. And we are getting close to 2020, but these Premier League players won't feel like they are because they still have three more games to play before this Christmas period ends. And on Boxing Day, it begins at 12.30 with Tottenham Hotspurs versus Brighton, where Tottenham's price has come down here to 8 to 13.00. It's uh, 16 to 5 to draw, and it's 9 to 2 to draw. So, yeah, everything on Tottenham is under minus 200 now. It was at 4 to 9 at one point where I was worried that we wouldn't get it under minus 200, but now it's not even at minus 200 anywhere. It's between 8 to 15 and 8 to 13. So, Tottenham are very, very backable here. And I actually like them more off the loss to Chelsea because it's a bounce, bounce back spot. I already liked them here for revenge against Brighton after they were embarrassed 3 0 at Brighton. And I also don't like. Uh, Um, The road team here playing on the day after Christmas Day, I think it's a big disadvantage to a few of these road teams unless, of course, um, they're coming up against teams that are massively, massively prepared. And I think the teams that will fall under that category this week will be an Arsenal who Mikel Arteta has just inherited and will want to be spending time with them. So I think that... um, this Arsenal team this week and or for this game week will be more prepared than any other away team. Whereas the others, they will probably be heading out. And and travelling to their games um, overnight after spending Christmas days with their families and stuff, it's not an ideal situation. It's certainly not an ideal situation to be playing at twelve thirty. And um, I'm expecting quite a few home wins um, tomorrow or or the day after, depending on when you're listening to the show. And I think Tottenham will get the ball ball rolling with that bounce back spot. As I said here for Jose Mourinho and Tottenham, three o'clock. Kickoffs begin with Aston Villa versus Norwich, where Aston Villa are available at six to five. It's fourteen to five on the draw and eleven to five on Norwich. Don't just like this because of the home Away the dichotomy that I just explained with the road teams travelling on Christmas Day. I just like it because Villa have entered a must win situation here. They have now been cut slightly adrift of the other relegation teams. And though we marked Villa somewhat safe a few weeks ago, they have kind of dropped into that situation at the moment. And with Watford reassurging, that becomes even more concerning for Villa because Watford's resurgence could see them actually move out of there. Because I never really had Watford down as a relegation team, but it did look like a foregone conclusion when they were just failing to pick up points under manager after manager, despite having the quality in the squad. Now, Watford may just be a couple of wins away from getting out of this and then the likes of Southampton and even Bournemouth may get sucked back into it, or even Brighton. Um, I know uh, West Ham and Everton are lower than the teams I just mentioned, but West Ham and Everton are not going to be relegated this season and uh, neither are Crystal Palace up in 12th spot. So it is going to come down to Brighton, Bournemouth, Southampton and Aston Villa for this last relegation spot, providing that we assume that Norwich and Watford are going to go down, but you can't assume anything with Watford at the moment, who I think have a significantly better chance than Norwich to to stay up. So at the moment, I would say Norwich are the only team that are down. But if they get a result here against Villa, then even that equation is is thrown by the wayside. But I don't think they will. I think it's a must-win game for Aston Villa. A real six-pointer. They have to get a win here, and I think they will do. Up next, we've got Bournemouth versus Arsenal, where Bournemouth are available at 12-5. It's 14-5 to 5 the draw, and it's even money on Arsenal. As I said earlier, I think Arsenal fall outside of this... Um a massive away disadvantage yes it is a disadvantage but yes they're probably traveling on Christmas Day but I imagine that Arsenal have done quite a few more hours of extensive training with Mikel Arteta I imagine that there's been uh, behind closed doors meetings with the new manager I basically imagine that um, for this team that Christmas and spending time with their family has been put on hold so I don't think the disruptions are going to be as big Uh, we saw Mikel Arteta in attendance for the Everton game. And although they didn't win that game, uh, there was certainly some influence there where they did look a little bit more defensively solid. If they can bring that into this game against a Bournemouth team that has certainly not been as free-scoring as they've been in the past. And despite having one win against Chelsea, um, for, which which was... Um, which came after some really bad form and the bad run of results. I don't think that this Bournemouth team are right at the moment, especially with, they've they've always conceded goals. Okay, like if you look through the history of Bournemouth, they've always conceded goals and this season, they're not actually quite quite conceding as many as they used to, but there's a goal scoring problem and there shouldn't be a goal scoring problem here when you've got King and, and Fraser and Brooks. I know Brooks has been injured for most of the season and Callum Wilson up front scoring goals and Solanke, in your squad there shouldn't be a goal scoring problem and I understand that these are not world class players and big time internationals and and some of them are internationals but but fringe internationals or they play for smaller teams like um like King plays for Norwich but uh, Norway sorry but um but there's something not right here and and I just kind of feel that maybe Eddie Howe was was maybe looking at landing one of these bigger jobs when the when the Everton job became available or when the Arsenal job became available. And the fact he wasn't asked for or asked about or interviewed about any of them or maybe even approached, I think would be slightly disappointing to him. And maybe um, the focus may now shift back to the uh, Bournemouth job at hand, which is going to be staying up in the league because I don't think there's ever been a bigger danger of Bournemouth going down. And if they continue on in this form, they will go down. And um, I think this is a good situation for Arsenal. This is the right team to meet I think what will end up happening is once Bournemouth do hit the edge of that relegation zone or maybe even drop in it, which is a possibility um, looking at the, the fixtures list over, over, the, uh, over the Christmas period I mean it's not going to happen immediately if Villa win and move on to 18 points and Bournemouth lose here against Arsenal there is then a one point deficit between the two teams and then it makes it highly possible or even probable that it will happen over the Christmas period but I think eventually they will get out of it they will go on a run there's too much quality there and the wake-up call will be received and they'll make some sort of tactical shift but at the moment they're not scoring goals and that's going to be the biggest concern because Arsenal looked more defensively solid against Everton and I think they will get back to scoring goals. I think Arteta will have an initial bounce there like most managers do and Arsenal will come out of the gate um, successful and I think they'll win this game. I think they'll win this game at Bournemouth. Up next, you've got Chelsea versus Southampton where... Chelsea have moved the other way where they were underneath the minus 200. They've now gone outside of what we can pick. They're 2-5 here to win this game against Southampton. Southampton are 13-2 and it's 4-1 the draw. Southampton actually coming off a major win at Aston Villa, a much-needed win. and huttle seems to be able to pull out wins when his head's on the block, much like uh, Pellegrini at West Ham, who we'll talk about next. But here... Um, As we continue on with that sort of uh, yin-yang effect of Southampton, I expect Chelsea to get on a win here. Chelsea themselves need to go on a run. They had a bad run of recent times where it looked like they were going to forfeit the Champions League position and they could have done that by losing to Spurs and then they surprisingly came out with um, the apprentice Frank Lampard beating his former teacher, the the manager of Tottenham, Jose Mourinho. Big surprise result for us. We um, we missed out on our lock there. We've had a 0-2 lock run over the last two shows. I did warn you guys that after a 47 and 11 season that I thought with the way the premier league's playing out this season. And I said it about two, three weeks ago, I thought we could get to 11 losses before Christmas and we've managed it. Obviously I'm not touting that as some kind of achievement, but I did, I was concerned that this Christmas period would be difficult for us to, to land locks and, um, I was concerned, I've often said I was concerned last year when, we, when I went 47 and 11 in terms of how far the bars raised last year. Well, we we know now how far it was raised because we haven't exited 2019 yet and we are already at 11 lost locks out of, um, out of 28. So... Still a decent record, 17 and 11, but certainly not comparable to last year. And I'm certainly looking to improve upon that and I want to finish strong here as we end 2019 and I want to finish with two winning locks, hopefully the one on this show and then the next show that we do as well. Um, So here, um, I'm going to take Chelsea here. Um, I know that I, I can't really... Take them because they're under minus, sorry, over minus 200, but. I think there's there's no point messing around here with, with other bets whereas like previously the overs were cashing on the Chelsea games and the last two have seen the unders cash in so it's difficult when it gets to this point of the season when teams are in a transitional period where they may have been worked out and what I mean by that is that there was a way there is a way to beat Chelsea which Bournemouth implemented which was to sit back with men behind the ball and break off if Southampton implement it as well it'll be a difficult day for Chelsea um, unless Chelsea can get the breakthrough. We saw a similar game with Chelsea and Newcastle where Chelsea did get the breakthrough first before they conceded and this one seems like a similar game that could go either way. wouldn't surprise me if, if Chelsea just win this game by one goal to nil. So I'm not going to mess around with a, with a pick here. Up next we have Crystal Palace versus West Ham where Palace are the 13-2 favourites. It's 12-5 the draw and it's 12-1 2-1 uh, on West Ham. I like West Ham in this must-win situation. I also like West Ham having more rest than everybody else. They were the beneficiaries of Liverpool's escapades in the Club World Cup Championships, and they were supposed to play them, so they got all of Christmas off to relax, and um, if they implemented that time properly, then they should be the favourites to win this game. Obviously, they're not the favourites as far as the bookies go, but... In terms of coming into this game with a massive advantage, West Ham have it. In addition to that, Palace are a banged-up squad with loads of players missing. They looked terrible at home to Brighton and still came out of it with a one or draw because they have... A lot of guts and and determination and they play for their manager, but maybe that won't be enough here because you've got a West Ham team with more rest, more time to prepare, and better players in general in their team. So they should be able to go down to Palace and win this game. Um, just to be safe on that one, I would take West Ham on the draw no bet market or even the double chance, but that would then take you down to an odds-on bet when we're really trying to find some decent value. And I do think the two to one available best price actually, nine to four in some places. Does represent some decent value on West Ham. Will certainly be the the, the dog play on this show. Let's make no secret about it. I, I like the situation for him here up next you have Everton versus Burnley where Carlo Ancelotti takes over the Everton job from Duncan Ferguson and he's taking over a team that were unbeaten under Duncan Ferguson although they did get knocked out of the league cup that was only on penalty shootouts aside from that they had two decent enough draws a 0 nil against Arsenal's not great but a one all against Man United certainly was they rode their luck in both those games to be fair but in the win against Chelsea, they were dominant and they were the better team and they're looking for that sort of bounce again for the new manager here coming in to face this burly team. Burnley just came off a 1-0 win at Bournemouth and that's not really the type of games that Burnley have been having this season they have been having some crazy shootouts there's definitely been a change of philosophy in this in this Burnley team and they are a very direct team who I would think would have caused um, Marco Silva's evidence some problems but I don't think Angelotti is going to go down that route of trying to get this team to do more than they're capable of which was the problem for Marco Silva whereas uh, Duncan Ferguson scaled it back to real, real basic shit which was just blood and guts football i think carlo ancelotti will find the the right middle initially here with this team i think it will be a a good a a good boost for the players and a great honor to be playing for such a legendary manager And i don't think everton football club supporters would have ever expected such a massive manager to take the job here and i think with all of that said and of course with burnley coming across from burnley to play Everton, which isn't actually a a huge trip compared to some of the ones that we're looking at this week Um, trying to find some of the biggest ones here Um, Norwich to Villa is quite big Brighton to Tottenham is an hour and a half Arsenal to Bournemouth is an hour and a half Southampton to Chelsea is an hour and a half do you know it's almost worked out in a weird way that there isn't really any big trips I think the biggest one I can see here is Watford to Sheffield which is about three hours other than that there aren't really any major long trips it's almost like the Premier League have done this on purpose And but I mean I'd be a cynic to think that the fixture list is somehow conveniently arranged when it's supposed to be randomly arranged by a computer. But I digress. Get back onto my point. My point is I like Everton here in this situation to win their first home game with with Carlo Marco Angelotti. Carlo Angelotti in charge of Everton here. And um, one other thing as well is Burnley don't need to really get anything out of this game necessarily. It's not like they're in a must-win situation. The last win took them to 10th in the table, which is good enough to be one point behind Manchester United. They are eight points away from being in the top four. They're three points away from being in the top six. They're above Arsenal in the table. Uh, Burnley are comfortable. And I, I think if they were in a more difficult situation, then I would expect them to be... More, more tight here, and um, and and put men behind the ball, and and sort of respect Everton as a better team, and try and hit them in a break. But I think they'll be confident enough here to 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 be direct and play a football match with this Everton team. And I think there could be goals here in this game. But in the end, I think Everton's quality and desire to win this game will will be the telling factor up next you have Sheffield United versus Watford where Sheffield United are the 4-5 favourites it's 12-5 the draw and it's 18-5 on Watford for me I have this down as an under game here for me um, it's been like that with Pearson he's, he's put his teams he's sat his teams back to defend and hit on the break they hit Man United on the break and won 2-0 Though he should have conceded a few goals in that game and um they hit back on the break, but but couldn't contain Liverpool and lost that game 2-0. But in in, con, in converse to the Man United game, in, con, in contrast, sorry, to the Man United game, they should have scored goals against Liverpool. So, I mean, this Watford team they won one game 2-0 and lost one game 2-0 but they could have two draws here because they missed some clear cut chances against Liverpool but I wouldn't say they were more clinical against Man U they got themselves a penalty and they got themselves a, a howler off, off David De Gea but um in this situation, I think we may see two teams cancelling each other out. It wouldn't surprise me if this was the the nil-nil draw of the um, of the Christmas period. I certainly like the under here at ten to eleven. If it's ten to eleven under and it's ten to eleven over, certainly going to be taking the under in this situation here for this game. Man United play the 5:30 kickoff on Thursday. There is actually a later game than this. It's the Leicester Liverpool clash, which is obviously the game of the week. Uh, Man United are at two to five to beat Newcastle. It's 19 to five, the draw, and it's 15 to two on Newcastle. Man U shouldn't be that kind of favourite, really, to beat anybody, um, especially the way they're playing. I think this game. Is going to have a very solid pattern, a pattern that Man United struggle with, which is team sitting back against them and trying to score a goal on the break. This is exactly how Newcastle beat Manchester United in Newcastle. And I'm not expecting too much of a different game here. The only thing I'm expecting is a different team to get out ahead. I do expect Man United to convert a chance earlier, which should change the dynamic of the game, depending on when the goal is scored. Uh, Manchester United to win this game to nil is available 11-10, Eleven to ten, but a better way of taking this would be Man United and under three and a half goals in this game is six to five. I think that's a definite possibility. I had that down uh, and marked as a potential lock because I like it so much. Because there's there's a few ways this game is going to go. I do think Man United are going to win, but it's going to be Man United getting a, a breakthrough. Early on and then going on to possibly score another one or two. It's going to be Man United pressing and pressing and getting a breakthrough late. It's going to be Man United being hit on the break um, and going a goal down and then having to come back into this game and being able to win 2-1. Um, but but nothing here accumulates to 3-1 or 4-0 or anything bigger than that has over three and a half goals in it. It's a definitive pattern of play where... It's will take everything you've got and try and hit you on the break, but it's just a case of whether Newcastle can take what they've got, uh, take what Man United have got. They rode their luck for ninety minutes at, at their home game, and Man United were unlucky for ninety minutes against Watford. I don't think this United team are, are awful. They can't be because they've beaten Tottenham and Man City. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump from one opinion to another like a lot of Man U fans are doing I just feel that we have some big difficulties playing against teams that try to put men behind the ball and yet when it's an open game we seem to be capable of um, of, of getting in behind the space and, and scoring some goals and, and causing some problems so It's something that Manchester United need to overcome. They need to find a way of being able to break down teams. And if Paul Pogba is there and he's playing well and he wants to be there, then maybe he's the guy that we need to play the the killer passes that do create chances and break through resolute defences. And he could be a key player if he's interested in in staying at Manchester United. And he will start this game, in my opinion. So look out for that and look out to see um, what man you do here under, under Paul Pogba with Pogba in the starting team supply the um, the ammunition here in this game against Newcastle Thursday sees last game on Thursday sees Leicester versus Liverpool where Liverpool are the 21 to 20 favourites or oh, as big uh, as short as even money in places 23 to 10 on Leicester and 11 to 4 on the draw for me Liverpool have already won the league um, they come into this missing some players including Trent Alexander-Arnold I just cannot understand um, how Liverpool win this... I cannot see how Liverpool win this game. Um, I cannot understand the people that are having them as an even-money favourite either. They're coming from a tournament across the other side of the world where they did win it by the way so it was worth doing and they're playing against this Leicester team who've just been sitting at home so it's an away game coming back from the World Club Championships missing some players against the third best team in the league according to the league table I just don't see how Liverpool win it if Liverpool win this game then they are going to be an invincible force this season that win this league with some sort of record-breaking title Um, because if they don't lose this game then the only other game I can see them losing the season will be away to Manchester City. And then we're getting into some real sickly territory where we're going to have to swallow some real crap. And it's bad enough for me as a Man United fan to swallow the fact that these assholes are going to win the league anyway. But to do it with an invincible season where they finish unbeaten, then that will be a real hard pill to swallow. This is a big, big opportunity for someone to put a loss on Liverpool. And I'll be praying that Leicester are able to do that. Me, personally if I was to stick my neck out here, I would be looking at a draw, um, some sort of Desmond, uh, maybe, some, maybe a Desmond, a, two, a two-all a two draw, um, maybe even, a, I just don't think it would be a one-all draw, I'm just expecting more goals than that. I'm hoping it's going to be a 2-1 win for Leicester, in all honesty. Um, but I, I don't like Liverpool here as a favourite, and um, I expected them to be favourite, but I expected it to be around about the 5-4 to four mark, something like that. But to be... As, as close or as short as even money. Um, I don't see it personally. I think there's some value there on Leicester, especially on the, the double chance market where you can get them at four to five or so, or even better in some places. So yeah, I'd be going for Leicester to avoid a defeat here and hoping that they are able to get the win. Final games on Friday where Wolves play Manchester City. And then we go straight on to Saturday. So, There'll be an immediate EPL show put out on Thursday. Um, I'm not even going to wait for the Wolves and Manchester City game to finish because there won't be time for you guys to listen, so I'm going to immediately get it out before this result has even concluded. Um, City are the one to two favourites to win this game, 11 to 2 on Wolves and 18 to 5 the draw. (coughs) City not at the bigger disadvantage other away teams are because they do get the extra day, but to be one to two favourites against a Wolves team who are decent at home and have already beaten you this season, I I don't see the value there and i do see value on wolves on the double chance at 13 to 8 to be able to avoid a defeat against the city team um i also think there's value in the both teams to score market because city's defense do seem to concede some poor goals and um i definitely expect wolves to score in this game and i definitely expect city to score in this game so as i said there's value there in that bet at four to six minus one fifteen closing out with the lock on this show um, lots of ways to go Arsenal under new management is a good bet for me Aston Villa in a must win situation um, Tottenham on a bounce back against Brighton so where do we go with all of those games well we go for Everton under Carlo Ancelotti um, first game in charge in fact I'm going to give you guys a double lock here um, just, just so that we can possibly and hopefully create some sort of gap between, our, um, between our, our our 17 and 11 and, and take it up to 19 and 11 here to give us somewhat of a nice cushion going into 2020. Well, of course, one more podcast will be put out before then. But I'm fairly certain about both these teams. Everything here favours Tottenham. We have the the bounce-back angle from the loss. We have the revenge angle. We have Brighton travelling on Christmas Day and playing at 12.30. Everything here favours Tottenham. And although the, not everything here favours Everton um, as as much because. We don't have the bounce-back angle. We have a team who were doing okay under a caretaker manager and are now suddenly getting another manager who are going to have to take on board a different philosophy. You have loads of um, risk factors here with this bet, but I just think these players have been underperforming for so long and so all of a sudden get Carlo Ancelotti there. Coming up at home against Burnley, your supporters have turned up for you the last few games, um, especially the last time you played at home against Chelsea. They roared you to victory. They're going to be happy to see Ancelotti here. I think he was the only appointment they would have been satisfied with despite the fact that Duncan Ferguson did such a good job. It had to be a big, big world-class name for people to accept it and I think they'll accept Ancelotti and get right behind him. This is going to be a rapturous ground and if these players can't play for these supporters in this situation and play for this manager, then Everton are in big, big trouble and uh, I just don't think Everton are in big, big trouble. You're getting better players here. You're getting a new manager, and you're getting a decent price here at four to five. So take Everton here at four to five, and take Tottenham at eight to thirteen as your double lock on this show. As for the parlay, keep it relatively simple here. Just put Man United and Chelsea together in a parlay, um, a two-team parlay. I don't see how these two uh, these two don't um, continue well, Man United are not continuing their their run at all because they just had a loss. But I don't see how Chelsea don't build off what they did and how Man United don't get back on track. I think overall, if you look at the the sample size of Manchester United's last six or seven games that they are in a decent run of form. They haven't lost for a while until that game against Watford and as I said, they always do struggle against teams that implement that tactic. Plus Watford had the, the new manager bouncing their favour with Pearson playing his first game at home. I'm not making excuses for what Man United did but um, I'm just trying to find reasoning here for why they come back home and win this game and why we're putting Chelsea together with them. As for the underdog play, as much as I'd love to take Leicester here in a situation, I don't want to jinx them. So I'm just going to take West Ham. Talked a lot earlier about how the situation favours them with the long rest here coming up against the Palace team that are missing some players. So that concludes this edition of the EPL show. I'll be back in just a couple of days as this crazy EPL schedule continues. The European show is on hiatus because the European teams the other teams around Europe have more common sense than the Premier League and are giving their players an international break but the Premier League are making up for it by killing their players and making them play games every two days so as I said the next show will be available on Boxing Day after the EPL fixtures have continued on Boxing Day and before Wolves and Manchester City kick a ball so that game will not be concluded by the time we do the podcast I will not know the outcome of that game but the podcast will be going out anyway I'll still be doing the articles over over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com doing the um, the weekly predictions and the game of the week preview. And I'm hopefully going to be seeing Sean Green at the Eagles-Giants game on Sunday because I'm heading to New York tomorrow morning. So that's it from me. I hope you guys have a very, very good Christmas. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And go Pack Go!